Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 670. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Please let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're absolutely free, including the postage and handling. I've got a strong message from the Lord today, and I've got music and letters. But right now, let's pray to the Lord. Father, to anoint this program. Let your spirit do his work in the mighty name of Jesus, that souls will be saved. And Lord, that your body will be stronger and stronger as every day goes by, one day at a time. Lord, destroy the works of Satan, bind Satan, rebuke Satan. We come against him in the blood of Jesus. We bind him here on earth, Lord, by preaching your word, that you may bind him in heaven. And Lord, open up doors for us because we are the ones that we are to be in touch with you to the point to where we know that the doors are opening. What doors they are that are being opened, the ones that are really of the Lord, of you. Father, we ask all these things in Jesus' mighty name, and everybody says, Amen. Amen. All right, and here's the Jordanaires now to sing for you, How Great Thou Art.
Praise the Lord. Yeah, the Lord is so great. And people have no idea until he puts fear in you. He did that to me in an office about 44 years ago almost. And I still have that same fear. He, I know he exists. I know he knows everything I've done and everything that I'm doing. And we need that fear of God. That's the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. We have some letters. Uh, where's the first one from, Sharon? From Andhra Pradesh, India. All right. What do they have to say? Dear brother in the Lord, greetings to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks to Jesus for giving me such a great brother in Christ. May God give you good health and wealth. By the grace of our God, our ministry is going deep into our village. Sixteen people took baptism in our church. Glory to God. Here many people from the Hindu religion are coming to our church. We are regularly conducting our Sunday school, cottage prayers, and we are distributing your literature. Also, we are praying for you and your ministry, especially in our church. You have offered to send us t-shirts and Bibles in your last letter, so I request you to send 25 t-shirts and 100 Bibles. Please pray for us. Thank you. Yours in Christ, M. Raju from Andhra Pradesh, India. All right. you have another one? Yes. From Chillicothe, Missouri. Okay. Dear Tony Alamo, how are you doing? Me, myself, I am doing good. I got your literature in the mail and found them very important, enjoyable, and very interesting. I united my life back with God, and I'm trying hard to live right and be very obedient to him. Oh, you don't have to try so hard. You know, if you're in Christ, you just let the Lord live in you and just do what he says. You you don't have to um, try because it's the Lord now living in you, and you just read the word and just let him do what he pleases in you. That is for sure it's not hard to uh, let the Lord give you rest. Uh, for the former things that you used to do, and now just learn what it is that the Lord wants you to do, and you'll find that uh, his burden is light, and his yoke is easy. All right, then what? I'm trying hard to live right and be very obedient to him and to the word of God. Pray for me, and thank you for the mail. Well, him is the word of God. The word of God is Jesus. Then what? Please send more. God bless you. Thanks. Yours truly, Lisa Fisher from Chillicothe, Missouri. Well, God bless you too. Praise the Lord. All right. So we're going to start reading now from the fifth chapter of First Corinthians. And this is verse number eight. Therefore, let us keep the feast. What do you mean? What feast? We're feasting on the true, unadulterated word of God. And that is a feast in itself. The Bible says, uh, likens the word of God as unto milk and to meat and to bread, the bread of life. So therefore, let us keep the feast. Keep feasting off the word of God. If you're a babe in Christ, then receive the milk of the word and then later on the chopped up baby food not with the old leaven neither with uh, the leaven is like yeast yeast makes uh, the bread 
swell up to where it becomes uh, ready to bake. Neither with the leaven of malice. Okay, so the Lord is telling us, the Apostle Paul says, follow me as I serve the Lord. And the Lord Jesus tells us, take up your cross now, deny yourself and follow me. So we're not any longer supposed to have any malice. So, um, and wickedness. So the, the leaven would make malice become very bad malice and the leaven would also make wickedness very big wit uh, wickedness therefore we have to go down to the bottom of the barrel we have to get all of us out of us it's like when i first was saved and uh you know we were in the um susie's apartment there uh, it was a one-bedroom apartment, and she was in there. That was her living quarters. And then all of us, a lot of them were sleeping on the floor, and uh, some would be sleeping on the couch and everything. And we had to use this bathroom. Uh, some people, there was a, a man named Buddy, he would be in there, and he'd take a bath, and there'd be a big ring of scum around the tub. And he was using my hairbrush, and he had horrible dandruff, and it just went right on to me at the time. I don't have it anymore, but this was really infuriating to me. And Susie said, I said, he left the tub dirty and filthy. And she says, well, you go and clean it. I says, what are you kidding and she said, no, I'm not kidding. She said, God is going to really do something big with you, Tony. Really going to do something very big with you. You've had all these supernatural experiences. But, uh, you know, a lot of this leaven that you've got in you, that you've been puffed up and all, and uh, you want to retaliate against him by going in there and making him wash his own tub and everything. He is not going to go anywhere because he doesn't care anything about others. He's not considerate, and he's going to go nowhere. And if you'll do these things, if you'll humble yourself and do them, you don't forget about your dandruff and him to clean your own brush and go in there and clean that tub because... I mean, you know, we even had a person come into the church and he says, we have to uh, wash one another's feet. He says, I ain't washing nobody's feet. I'm not going to. Well, the Lord said, if you don't, you're going to hell. You're not going to heaven. So it all depends on how hard or how bad you really want to go to the kingdom of heaven and uh, how little you care about going to hell where it's burning and you're chewing on your tongue and screaming out forever and never asking for mercy, but there's no mercy whatsoever. So therefore, so I said, uh, are you sure, you know, like when we were going through these supermarkets later on, begging for food in the back there, I said, are you sure Billy Graham started this way? She just started laughing and tiptoeing through the spinach and cut off spinach and, and carrot tops and stuff like that. 
you have to go down to the bottom of the barrel because the Lord said it's good for your ego. She's going to teach you what you really have to do. You can't have any leaven in you. The old man, the old life that you had before where you was a big shot. People asked if you was the Naz. People uh, got down and worshipped you. All the people over at Metlis and Bow Advertising Agency, I told them we're going to advertise this album. There's all kinds of money going to come in. It's going to be great. And uh, they said, don't do it then. That's 1500 bucks. We don't even spend that much on the weekend on radio to sell refrigerators and stuff in the you're selling these record albums for three ninety eight. Oh my God! They're gonna ki- you're gonna get killed. And so I put it out and uh, went to the back of the post office and picked up these big mail bags full of money. And so I brought them in to Metlis and Bow Advertising Agency out there in uh, New York and dumped the mail out on the floor. And I said, "Well, now will you buy my rice?" And they got down on their hands and knees and was pretending. Like they were bowing to Mohaji Baba or somebody. And uh, this is the way people treated me. And now I, I, Tony Alamo, have to clean bathrooms and everything. Uh, I, I'm somebody. I got to clean this guy's bathtub. This scroungy guy that I brought up here and he got saved. And he asked the guy, he's never made any money and never will. And... She says, you want to be somebody in the Lord? The Lord really wants to use you? I'll guarantee you, Tony, if you don't do this right now, you're never going to be anything in the Lord. And if you don't get down and where you're supposed to be before the Lord, he is not going to. Jesus, wash people's feet. Then this other guy comes and says, I ain't washing nobody's feet. And they just marched out of the building. Well, there's no way you can go to heaven. You have to. You are nobody. All you are is a handful of filth, dirt. That's what we're made out of. If they cremate you, you're worth about 15 cents in minerals. That's what we come to. And so there's the spirit of the Lord and there's the spirit of Satan. Therefore, uh, let us not keep, let's not hang on, uh, the, with the feast. Uh, let us keep the feast, but not with the old leaven, the old way we were before. Uh, let's be ready to get down on our hands and knees and wash people's feet. Let's get down and uh, fix, uh, wash somebody's bathtub. And see, we have to become broken. It's like an egg that's boiled and you break it. Uh, or if it's not boiled, you have to break it in order to use it. If you're going to fry it, you have to break the egg. Uh, but what we are is like we're eggs and we have all this shell around us. And God can't get inside of us. He can't, if we think we're big time or big time Charlie or, and you even see women today in churches walking around all puffed up. They wouldn't even remove, uh, the, uh, dirt off of a sink. You have to tell them to do it because 
There just isn't that much belief in them that God is watching their every move, that they're doing it willingly. So let us keep the feast all right with the Lord, but not with the old self or the old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice. I'm not washing his stinking, dirty, filthy, scummy filth off of that that ring on the bathtub. She says, do it and keep doing it. And wickedness, this uh, leaven, this leaven puffs up this malice and puffs up this wickedness. But what what should we do then? But with the the unleavened bread. Unleavened bread means there's nothing that puffs it up. Uh, We are like uh, bread. We are the bread of life if if Jesus is living in us and if people can see us washing feet, uh, cleaning up before others, uh, that pet messes that other people make. Let you be the lowly one because whoever is the servant of all is the leader of all. But uh, there's so many people that come into the church and they think, we're a big shot. We're out in the world, man. We did this and that and this and that and this and that. Uh, you folks that uh, are like that, you better get with it and you better get unleavened. Get all that out of you because really you think, well, people will disrespect me if I do what Tony did or Paul did. They'll see us out there painting the uh, uh, motel over there at the Cal Neva Motel in Las Vegas and getting up on the roof and fixing the flywheels on the swamp cooler uh, on these lines, copper lines that are going in there and going in and uh, Cookie, I remember one time I was in there, I says, now, Susie, I know how to make spaghetti uh, sauce better than anybody. So I spent all day in there, except when the phones would ring or the uh, the bell would ring up front where people are checking into the motel or somebody has to get married. I just leave that uh, uh, simmering on the stove. And um, so <laughs> I had it all fixed. And there was this long chain up above, and I thought it was a vent. And I pulled the chain, and about two pounds of soot fell right down into the spaghetti sauce. And Susie started laughing, and the old leaven started coming out of me. I was starting to get angry. And I I started getting kind of wicked. And uh, she reminded me, you know, you have to be on living now and just praise and thank the Lord. Every time something happens like that, don't um, be angry. Just thank and praise the Lord. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. And even when you hit your shin on a chair or something, the pain is there. Don't say some word. Uh, like the word damn is in the Bible. Or instead of saying, damn it, say praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, and the pain will go right away. And so I had to learn these lessons, and you all have to learn these lessons because there's no other way. Uh, Trust and obey. Trust me and obey the Lord, for there's no other way. 
to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. Thank and praise the Lord. And so we have to have, um, but um, with the unleavened bread of sincerity, show that you're sincere with the Lord, sincerity and truth. Unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Well, what is truth? The truth is Jesus with sincerity and Jesus. All right. So these are lessons that baby Christians have to learn right away. And the old ones, we've been here for more years and we're in charge. That is uh, your old leaven. That isn't uh, the new unleavened bread of sincerity and truth or Jesus. Verse 9. I wrote unto you in an epistle not to company with fornicators. All right, but he said there's fornicators in the church and there's another fornicator in here that's doing things uh, that uh, you've never even heard of in the Gentile realm. And it's that they're having sex with their own father's wife. Not your mother, but his wife. Now, your mother is his wife, is it, um, uh, your dad's wife, and so is this other woman that is his wife, because uh, this uh, it just is that way. So I wrote you in a an epistle not to company with fornicators, especially guys that have sex with their own dad's wife. If your dad had two, three, four wives, and this is New Te uh, Testament that I'm reading from, well, you can't have sex with any of them. All right? And so that's verse 9. I wrote unto you in the epistle, not to company. Don't have anything to do with fornicators. Verse 10. Yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covetous or extortioners. I'm talking about people outside the body of Christ. You're not supposed to accompany with them. Or with idolaters. For then must ye needs go out of the world. In other words, because if you do, God says, I'm going to take you out. And the Apostle Paul is teaching us that I'm going to take you out of this world because you're not walking in an unleavened way. There is some kind of evil wickedness that has crept into you that you would company with fornicators of this world or with those that are covetous that want your wife or your car or your house. And a lot of people, they get too covetous. They say, let me kill your husband so that I can have you to wife or to extortion or somebody would extort money out of some or with idolaters, somebody that goes into a Catholic cult and prays to Mary. That's an idolater. That's an idol. Mary was a good Jewish woman, but all she was was an incubator for the Son of Man to be born, with God in him, of course. 
he was begotten by the Holy Spirit. Uh, for them, then must you needs uh, go out of the world. Out of Zivelt, out of the world. But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother or a Christian, even if they're called a Christian, be a fornicator or covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard, drunkard or an extortioner with such and one know not to eat. Don't you even wish them Godspeed. They're not supposed to be in the church. Get them out of there. Verse 12. For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? I'm not supposed, you know, it's enough for me to judge the people with the word of God that are in the church. Now, I judge all things by the word of God because I can say that man is a drunkard. And no drunkard shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, you must repent of your drunkenness. I see that you're committing fornication. You're bragging about it. How many times you scored last week? Well, I judge by the word of God that you're going to go to hell if you don't repent. For what have I to do to judge them also that are without, those that are of the world? Do not ye judge them that are within? Yes, in the church we judge everything by the word of God. So it says for us not keep company with people like that. Okay, not to eat with them. Or anything like that. Verse 13, but them that are without God judgeth. Therefore, put away from among yourselves that wicked person. So we judge them, um, Uh, you know, we can judge them that are without God because we can tell that they're sinning. And so we're not judging with our own judgment. We're judging with the word of God. So put them, um, therefore, put away from among yourselves that wicked person. What wicked person? Those that are sinners that are committing fornication. But you got to do it the right way because a lot of these people, when you throw them out of the church, they get it in for you. They start telling all kinds of lies about you. And here's what uh, Paul says by the Holy Spirit. Dare any of you having a matter against another go to law before the unjust? Do you have enough guts to go into a secular courtroom they're going to railroad you into prison. You have to be a real thrill seeker to go into the courts in this land that we live in here. That's why we're just passing through. We're pilgrims. We don't, uh, we're not part of the world. And there, so therefore, don't any of you dare, uh, having a matter against another go to law before the unjust. All the judges are unjust. They're going to rule 
that uh, homosexuals are legal and people that are raising children are married, they're illegal. We're going to teach them to be married. We are part of the bunch of seducing spirits here on this earth, they say, that is calling marriage evil and taking care of children evil. We have to put them in Catholic foster homes so that they can learn to be homosexuals, so that they can learn to be reprobates, according to God, so that God will eventually send them strong delusions and make them believe a lie. He'll cause them to believe a lie. So, there are any of you having a matter against another go to the law before the unjust because they believe that homosexuals fine. A lot of these judges are homosexuals and not before the saints. No, uh, you know, the saints, if they're ruling by the word of God, the word of God is just. We don't believe that a homosexual has the right to be a judge. We don't believe that we can go before a homosexual and win a case in the world. These people are um, not structured properly. Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? You mean to say we're going to judge those ungodly uh, judges? Yeah, these ungodly prosecuting attorneys and all the ungodly fornicators and homosexuals in the world? Do you not know that? Do you not know that the saints, those of us, shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are you um, unworthy to judge the smallest matters in the church? Because we can judge all things by the word of God. If there's a homosexual in our church and he tries to make a pass at one of our little kids or a child molester, uh, one of these Catholics have, have infiltrated into our church, these cultists, they go into our church. Verse 3, Know ye not that we shall judge angels? Well, yes, we're going to judge them. There's a third of the angels that followed Satan, who was Lucifer at the time, out of heaven. How much more things that pertain to this life? We're going to judge all you people out there that are judging us now. You don't have the word of God to judge with. You're just making up a pack of lies and uh, saying whatever you please. But it doesn't please the Lord, and so you're going to uh, God is going to do something to you. Verse 4. If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. Well, what does that mean? That means the baby Christian, if he knows the word of God, we can put him as the judge and say, okay, what does God say about this? Should we let this fornicator stay in the church? And they'll say, no. Right there, it plainly says in chapter 5 that we have to put them out. Well, what about extortioners? Put them out. What about people that are covetous? Get them out of there. 
Get him out of here. If then you have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. Well, they're brand new baby Christians, but they know the word of God, so we put them to judge. They better judge right, because if they don't judge right, can we have fornicators in the church or homosexuals or anything like that? If they say, oh, yes, we can, like all the phony churches are saying today, then that guy's going to go out of the church. <laughs> okay, verse 5. I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man, one that fears God, that is, among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brother, brethren? Well, of course we can with the word of God. We're not using our own judgment, you see. Okay, verse 6. But brother goeth to law. They take him out into the world. To, but brother goeth to law with brother. And that before the unbelievers. Okay, you say to the unbelieving judge, this man had sex with my wife. And the judge will say, well, so what? I had sex with somebody else's wife last night. Because there's no fiber of power or strength in them. There's no God in them. And so they're going to say, they're going to say, well, now you have to give your wife. Or say, I smote my wife because... She was right in my bed with another man and she was having sex with him. And so I smote her. Even the Bible tells us that they should be put to death. The judge says, you smote her, you're going to prison and she's staying out. That's the judgment of the world, folks. Or the Bible says for you to chasten your son or your daughter, you know, uh, First of all, you take privileges away from them if they get real bad and in your face. First of all, you don't send them to public schools because they're ungodly as well. They're really bad. They're teaching all these kids, uh, you know, to fornicate. They hand out condoms and birth control pills and all this to preteen girls and boys. Now, therefore, there is utterly a fault among you you first Corinthians, because ye go to law one with another to the unsaved people out there that don't know their left hand from their right. Why do ye not rather take wrong? In other words, take wrong, what does that mean? Well, in other words, this buddy, a big load, wouldn't wash his tub, and so... Susie says, take wrong, you wash the tub. So I did it. And just as she said, God has made me somebody in him, and this man is still nothing in the Lord whatsoever. Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Now that's Bible. So Susie was teaching me the right thing, wasn't she? Yes. Amen. Amen. And that's what I'm teaching you. I'm passing on to you what I learned early in life. And if you do what I'm telling you, what the Bible says, what the Bible tells you that I'm telling you, well, then you'll go far. 
The Lord can build somebody up like that, but no one will be able to see Christ in you. Uh, if you don't suffer yourself to be defrauded, uh, if you don't rather take wrong, why, it's wrong for me to wash his tub. It's wrong for him to use my brush and, and give me a good case of dandruff. Yeah, it's wrong, but Susie says, you take wrong, take it. Wash the brush, wash your hair. Buckle up your little coat. Why don't you rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? You hear in the church, people say, man, this guy went and left a pile of stuff over here on the floor, and he didn't put it in the dustpan and throw it out. You do it. It's bugging you. Get some points with the Lord. You steal his crown. Be like Jacob. Uh, you're going to put a star in your crown? Do that. Don't you know the Lord is watching you every, your every move? You do it. But people are like, who do you think you are that I should clean up your mess? I am above you. I am full of leaven. The old man, I, you know, everybody's trying to be the big shot these days. Suffer yourselves to be defrauded. Verse 8, nay, you do wrong and defraud and that your brethren. I'm going to get by with something. I'm supposed to be watching this brother and instead, hmm, I think I'll go down the hill in the car and um, I'll just leave him by himself so that he'll fall away. Well, if you don't learn by these messages, then you won't be in my church because I can't keep that kind of a person in my church because you're defrauding your brother. So you do wrong and defraud, and that your brethren. Verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Well, what is unrighteousness? Just as what I said. You let yourself be defrauded. Let wrong happen to you. You take and clean up the mess. You uh, see something that needs to be fixed. You fix it or get somebody to fix it. Verse 9, know ye not that the unrighteous, those that don't do that, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Oh, don't you ever be deceived about this. Neither fornicators nor idolaters, those that pray to Mary and to other saints or to Buddha, or to uh, Mohaji Baba or anybody, nor adulterers having sex with somebody else's wife, nor effeminate, in other words, these funny boys that like to dress in pink mini skirts, uh, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, verse 10, because when you're having sex with... Uh, Anyone other than your wife or wives, your soul is going to uh, 
going to hell. You're not going to heaven. Verse 10, nor thieves, nor covetous. You know, there's people that see things that don't belong to them and they say, that's mine. But you're a thief. Nor thieves, nor covetous. Uh, you say, I like that person's wife. And so I covet her. I covet this man's car or his house or his position in the Lord. That's where you, <laughs> a lot of people get jealous. But don't you know that God gave me this position not because I was uh, a big shot, but because of the fact that I became like a broken egg and he could get into that brokenness of mine. And then he could give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding as to how to preach the gospel and teach it. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards. Why, you can be as drunk on gas, sniffing gas, glue, uh, taking uppers, downers, inners, outers, or uh, chewing morning glory seeds, or booze, or wine. Uh, you know, it's all right at a wedding or something to take a sip of wine and if you don't have sugar diabetes, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. You know, in the record industry, we could, um, people would come in and you'd figure, ah, they don't really have a voice or anything, but we'll do a session for them. Instead of just telling them right out, look, you're wasting your money, the song you want to sing won't happen or anything. But you just do it. That's a, a, an extortioner. You're extorting people out of their money when you know very good and well they're not going to make it. None of them shall inherit the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God, there is nothing like it in this world for sure, except the kingdom of God it comes into us without observation. And we know it. And, but uh, you, the, the only other option is going to hell. That's not an option to me or to the lake of fire. Verse 11. And such were some of you, but ye are washed. You were uh, all these things before, but now ye are washed with the only cleanser in the world that can take away those sins that you used to commit. But ye are sanctified. In other words, you're set aside for the Lord's use. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. And by, you're justified. Justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, in the name of Jesus, that's the word of God. You're justified if you keep the word of God. If it's precious to you. And you use the word of God for instruction. And by the Holy Spirit of our God. Well, the Holy Spirit and the eternal life is incorporated within the word of God. And if it's preached in the spirit, it will nourish your soul or your spirit. And you become stronger in the Lord. Verse 12. All things are lawful unto me. I mean, he's saying everything that the Bible says is okay. I could do. All things are lawful that God says is lawful unto me. But all things are not expedient. In other words, the Bible has no law against, um, say, uh, 
polygamy. There's no law about that in the Bible, in New or, uh, Old or New Testament. They say, one wife, one wife. Well, uh, you know, uh, the Bible says, yeah, he made one wife, Eve, and he said that they were not dressed, they were naked. But now the people have to put on clothes. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's so much to say about that again. So all things are lawful unto me that is lawful to the Lord. But you can't be a homosexual because that's not lawful. And now the federal government is going to tell us that it is lawful. Oh, I see. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. Only the things that God says are lawful are lawful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So if it would throw people's souls to have um, two wives or more, then he says, I won't marry anybody because I'm out to win souls. And he says, uh, you know, meats for the belly and the belly for meats. But God shall destroy both it and them. So, in other words, you can eat all kinds of meat in front of people that the Lord calls food. He doesn't call clams food, like lobsters and shrimp. Or that's not food. Those are vacuum cleaners to clean up the ocean floor, lobster and things like that, clams, meats for the belly. Pork is not for your belly. That's not food. It's a scavenger to clean up the earth. And the belly for meats. But God shall destroy both it and them. Now, the body is not for fornication. So, uh, but for the Lord, that's what the body's for. And the Lord for the body. Well, if the Lord's living in us, he's for our body. And he said, by my stripes, you're healed. So if you're sick, you're going to be healed. Verse 14, and God has both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. His own power is the Holy Spirit. Ye shall have power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Verse 15, know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot, a prostitute, a whore? God forbid. That's why the Lord says to be married, but the seducing spirits today are forbidding marriage. And this, again, I say, the Lord says through Paul, these are the doctrines of devils. The devil is forbidding marriage, not the Lord. The Lord tells you to be married, to be fruitful, to multiply. Verse 16, what? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body with her? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. Yeah, you know, when you're married to your wife, uh, or, uh, you're one flesh. Verse 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So we're talking about flesh here and the spirit. 
he's joined to Harley's one uh, is uh, one body with her, for she's in the flesh. For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Now, what does that mean? Like all of us, millions of us are joined to the Lord. Does that mean that we're one spirit? That's what it's saying. Because we have to be in the same spirit of the Lord. We're not talking fleshy stuff anymore. We're talking, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. That's the spirit. Verse 18, flee fornication, run from it like a deer. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But not fornication. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Verse 19. What? Question mark. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Which is in you which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. You don't belong to yourself any longer because the Lord purchased you with his blood. So let's do that over again. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, of God? Your body is the temple of God. So when you hear this song, In my Father's house are many mansions, well, that means his house is you. So Jesus, to encourage us, is saying, I'm not the only son of God. My father lives, will live in you too. And this friend over here and that person and this person and that. My father lives in many mansions. So if we're the temple of God, we're also the mansion of God. We're the house of God. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's your father's house is in you. The Holy Spirit is God, which is in you, which ye have of God. And you are not your own. You don't belong to yourself any longer. Jesus bought you with his blood. When you buy something from the store, it belongs to you. Okay. And if somebody comes and tries to take it away from you, well, that's the devil. So don't let anybody take uh, steal your crown. Verse 20. For ye are bought with a price. Well, what is the price that the Lord uh, bought us with? His blood. He shed his blood for us that we could be saved. And not only that, he paid the price. He scrubbed the floor. He did everything. More than what I did. I just changed some beds and cleaned the uh, sink, the tubs, the showers, uh, the sheets I put sent to the laundry and all this stuff. For you are bought with a price. Christ did everything that we uh, have um, done that is good. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, which belongs to God. All right, and I see that my time is up, and so we'll begin again at chapter 7 tomorrow. So make sure to be tuned in to hear uh, the explanation of the Word of God, what it means and how it is to be applied in your life in order for you to be humbled 
and be broken so that the Spirit of God can enter into you and make you somebody in the Lord, like you'll be a branch in the vine. Jesus is the vine, we are the branches, and the Spirit of God in his word will flow into your, you a branch, and you'll bring forth fruit. Well, it's uh, time to pray now, so those of you that want to be connected into the Lord, because only the Lord and those connected with him will be in heaven. So say, uh, if you want to, just, uh, it's easy. All you got to do is say this prayer. Little children do it. It's the easiest thing. And he'll, no matter what you've done, he'll take all your sins away. So say this to the Lord. My Lord and my God have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son, Father. I believe that he's the son of you. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power, your power, the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, and Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my precious soul. Let's raise your hands and praise and thank the Lord. And this was program number 670. You can have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how. Please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. Number 670, Sharon, tell our listening audience how to receive it. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in tomorrow for another straight and narrow instruction on how to for sure reach the kingdom of heaven and stay there for eternity. Uh, This is the Jordanaires again to sing for you on the wings of a dove. On the wings of a snow white dove. He doesn't forget us. 
Jesus went down to the waters that day. Waters that day, he was baptized. He was baptized in the usual way. Usual way. When it was done, when it was done, God blessed his son. God blessed his son. Aside from above, aside from above, on the wings of a dove.